Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Backstage With, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes with your favourite actors and creatives in the world of musical theatre. Hello, I'm Mikey Worrell, and today we're going backstage with Christy Prades, who's currently playing Gloria in On Your Feet, the musical, the show that's all about Gloria Estefan. We recorded this episode in her dressing room at the London Coliseum, which is one of the most beautiful venues I'm going to say in the world, and it was about three years to the day since she'd first played the part on Broadway. Christy's over from the States, having played the part in New York and on tour in America, but she's handing it over at the end of this run before the show goes on tour in the UK. Here's our conversation. Christy Prades, welcome to Backstage With. Thanks for having me with Christy Prades. With Mikey. It's such a pleasure to meet you, especially having seen you shine last night. Aw, thanks for coming out. Do you have fun? Oh, so much fun. It's so much energy, right? Yeah. How do you maintain that for oh like gosh. years on the road and then here? Honestly. I don't know. It's something special about this music, right? So like the minute that you hear it, it it's just like an explosion. It's like getting shot out of a cannon, really. So I feel like everybody kind of feels the same vibe, especially with what I've noticed with UK audiences is that I've always heard that you guys are a little bit more reserved. You guys kind of just stay quiet and it's out of, you know, out of signs of respect until the very end of the show. But this show has totally broken all those barriers right from the beginning. And and you see people explode with this energy that I feel like was foreign prior to us coming out. So I think that that, you know, that rush kind of gives you that that adrenaline that you need constantly show after show, at least for me. We'll talk all about the show. But Mm -hmm. first, I want to find out how you got to this point. Tell me what life was like growing up for you. So I am originally from Miami, Florida in the States. I'm Cuban American. I'm first generation in the United States. My parents both immigrated from Cuba in the 70s, trying to escape Castro's regime. And they met in Chicago, they met in high school, and um, the rest is kind of history there. They fell in love and came to Miami in 1980, I believe. That's where I was born, and I grew up there singing, dancing, going to school, playing sports. That was my life. And when I went to college, I studied communications, and I would still do my music outside of school. I would go to dance studios, and I would be part of independent films. I auditioned for a few shows, and I had booked In the Heights in 2013 with half of the Broadway cast coming down to Miami to perform it there. Because Lin-Manuel Miranda, this guy, I'm sure you know who he is. <laughs> Rings a bell. Rings a bell, right? <laughs> he uh, always wanted to bring that show, his first show prior to Hamilton, to Miami. So when they were going to do a production, it ended up being that I became a part of it. I auditioned for an ensemble role, but landed the role of Vanessa. So uh, I kind of fell in love with the fact that I could sing, dance, and act at the same time with musical theater. And Lynn came down to Miami and so did Alex Lacamoire, who's his music director, and kind of just told me, you need to do this for a living. You need to kind of try to see if this is this dream could happen for you. I see it. And I moved to New York and I continued auditioning and was a part of another production of In the Heights as well as West Side Story. And then I auditioned for to be an ensemble member again for On Your Feet. And through there, I met Jerry Mitchell and Sergio Trujillo, 
who's our director and choreographer, and he heard me sing, and I knew all of Gloria's music because Gloria was such an inspiration for me back in Miami. And after singing Mi Tierra, which is my homeland in Spanish, Jerry just said, I want, I kind of want to see you for uh, the role of Gloria. And I was like, okay, I'm about <laughs> you it. You don't say no to Jerry Mitchell. No, you don't. Even if you want to, you can't. No. And then, you know, about three months later, I ended up booking the show on Broadway as a first cover and a swing. So I covered about seven tracks in the show, everything from singers to dancers. And then I covered Gloria. And um, I was able to make my debut, I think. What's today? July? I don't even know. It's 3rd of July. I don't even know the date. July 1st, 2016, I made my Broadway debut playing Gloria by the powers that be. And um, yeah, the rest is history. I've been with the show ever since then. And it's been a beautiful blessing. Gloria had asked me if I wanted to lead the show on tour. And I spent 20 months on tour uh, with this beautiful show. And then soon enough, right before tour finished, she asked me if I was interested in doing London. And I was like, Absolutely. I've always wanted to come out here. So it's a pleasure to have you. Yeah, thank you. You guys have been so lovely. So when you're at college doing communications, you obviously have a lot of training behind you from growing up. Mm -hmm. But at that point, you're still not seeing musical theater as a viable career option. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't really I was training in all three crafts, but I didn't really put them together. I just realized that when I did in the Heights, I mean, I always thought musical theater was, I don't want to give it a negative light, but it was just a different interest. It, I, I just didn't feel like there was a, I saw myself on stage until I saw this show, until I saw in the Heights, West Side Story, you know, being a Latina. I feel like that's so important to be able to visualize yourself on stage. And that's when I kind of realized, oh, there are real stories told on stage. There are real life situations and I would love to be a part of that kind of story. So yeah, that's when I it opened my eyes to the fact that I could do this. Do you think, had you seen this show, for instance, when you'd been that age, that that would have happened sooner for you? Yeah, absolutely. It's all about representation. Yeah, I think it would have triggered me as seeing musical theater as an avenue as well, for sure. In the Heights was a cultural movement. It was mm-hmm. the catalyst for such huge change, obviously pre-Hamilton. Yes. When you were doing that show, did you know what a big deal it was going to be or what it was? I mean, I didn't, I never I never heard the show and, you know, and, and I heard it maybe a long time ago when I visited New York <laughs> for the first time. But yeah, I didn't really see the gravity of, of its importance until I became a part of it. Until I realized when I moved to New York how special, how important it really was for our minority audience. So I think I learned that as I was doing the show, as I was meeting these people, I was like, wow, this is this is a real thing and this is bigger than myself. And that's when I, I learned of its importance and of its relevance, even today in my life. And all that aside, one of the most beautiful scores ever written. Oh my right? gosh, I never get tired of, of listening to that show. And I, I connected so much with Vanessa and her dreams of, of I, f- I feel like I literally followed her footsteps after I did that show with like wanting to move to bigger and better things. And then I moved to New York and I lived in Washington Heights. So it was literally like, I am living this character, which was really kind of surreal. I really connected to the story on such a deeper level. And it wasn't until I did it that I realized. When you met Lin-Manuel, did you audition for him or did he come in come he out a bit later? He came in after. Did you know who he was in terms of his stature as a as a creator? or I knew a like... little bit of him. I knew that he was the creator of In the Heights because he didn't have the status that he has now. 
And I knew that he was paving a way of some sort in musical theater. Um, I met Stephanie Clemens, who is his associate choreographer. She was the one who was holding the auditions, and she kind of showed me, you know, who he was and what he was trying to do and that he was writing Hamilton before it even came out. We all stayed in touch, but I... I just saw him as like a, an incredible human being, very talented, very hungry, very young. I saw myself in him too. I was like, yeah, we're, we're, we're all dreamers trying to make a difference. And the show was a beautiful, it's still to this day, probably my favorite musical. It just, it speaks home to me, thanks to him. Did he give you any advice or encouragement while you were with him? He just pushed me. He pushed me to, I mean, I'm sure he doesn't, he's met so many people, he doesn't even remember maybe, but um he just pushed me and and told me, you know, you have to get out there and you have to you have to do this. Like you have something. And then I saw him in the first performance of Hamilton at the public when I went and I spoke to him again and he was like, "So you're out here?" I was like, "Yeah. Like don't forget me because I'm going to stay around for a minute." And he was like, "I won't. I'll keep an eye on He's you." So cool. So, yeah, it was wonderful. Short conversations, but they really made an impact. Musical theater seems to be so much more competitive in the US than mm-hmm. it is here. Did you find it difficult to break through post in the Heights or is that almost what held you back initially? Well, you know what's interesting is that I, since I wasn't, I came into musical theater a little bit later, I didn't really know the names of people. So I came in a little bit oblivious and I think it was to my advantage because every time I walked into a room, I didn't feel what other theater kids were feeling as far as the stress of like, you're in front of Jerry Mitchell. And I was just like, okay, cool. Another human being behind the table. And I think that that kind of helped me out so much in just being myself when I walked into the room. So I didn't feel the pressure of like it being difficult. It was difficult in the sense that there were a lot of auditions and a lot of no's, but I was used to that. I think that not sometimes not knowing or like being a little unknowledgeable kind of helps in just raw, in just being your raw self. And I think that that's what happened with me. Mm-hmm. You're really lucky to have that, actually, because it doesn't oh affect, there's no affectation there when you're like, I must impress this person. Yeah, I really felt that. I mean, like, you put me in a room of producers and writers, and I probably know them more in the music industry than than people on Broadway, and I'm not not taking any credit off of them. It was just not my field until I started doing it. The parallels between your life and Gloria's are really interesting. Mm-hmm. You worked for a little bit with the music recording studio. Yes. And also, obviously, being a a Mm Cuban-American, when you're coming to this part for the first time, how much did you take of your own heritage to it, thinking, this is meant to be for me? I took everything. I feel like everything that I had to offer walking into the room was, was everything that I already had. I didn't have to study. I didn't have to act. I just kind of had to be. There's this thing, just learning a different culture when you're playing a role and how much time it takes. It is possible, but it just takes a little bit to kind of understand mannerisms and the way that we speak. But with this role, I just could be myself. And how spoiling is that? You know what I mean? How how lucky am I to just kind of go in with, with all the tools already embedded in my veins? I think that that's something that I was like, this is all about right place, right time. And I never felt that more than with this show. And with walking into that room, I was like, I, I'm going to be a part of this. I don't know how. I don't know when or, or or anything. I didn't know. I just felt like it was just a meant to be kind of thing. Do you remember the first time you met Gloria? 
In the audition room. It was in the audition room. <laughs> in my final callback. No pressure. Yeah, right? Uh, my final callback. And it was just so quick and lovely. She gave me such beautiful energy. I just saw her nodding her head yes a lot. And um, I sang to Emilio, maybe flirted with him for like a, a couple seconds while I was singing. Of course, paying total respect to Gloria. And yeah, I just kind of was myself and I felt their vibe so similar. So it was a beautiful first time for me. How much have you learned from her about herself over the course of the three years almost to the day that you've been playing her? I've learned so much about just the wonderful person that she is. She's so giving and caring, not just to her family, but to her fans and to her to everybody that she comes across. I mean, we could be running. We were at the Olivier Awards and we had to rush to the vehicle and there were people waiting in a line for hours just to see her to get a signature and everybody's like, come on, Gloria, we have to go. And she was like, wait. She like told them to wait and she like went to everybody there and took pictures and signed. And it was so beautiful to see that she's just herself and she's so grateful to this day and she's never forgotten where she came from. And I've learned a lot about patience and about being kind no matter what status you're in and just about giving and just about being transparent. And I think that that's what people really gravitate with her, just realness. I mean, I, I talk to her and I forget that she's this global phenomenon, that she's this like incredible entrepreneur who has built an, an insane empire all across the world, her and her husband. And I just see them as family. And I think that they do that with everybody. It's an energy. And um, I love experiencing it every day. She told you on stage, or she asked you on stage yeah. if you wanted to do the tour. <laughs> When you took the show on the road, what reaction did you get, specifically from the young people who maybe, like you, hadn't seen themselves represented yeah. on stage before? I felt I felt the weight of it. I felt like a lot of people, especially young theatergoers or actors, I really felt like we were making a statement for them. I felt like we're showing that anyone can be on stage. And if you just like work hard and, and really believe in whatever dream it is that you're trying to aspire, this is the story for them. So it's a story for everybody. I felt it. I felt it from the minute that we opened in Miami, which was unexplainably incredible, all the way until like our last show, we went to 56 cities and the remarks and the reviews and everybody was just so taken aback on how they, how much they saw themselves, no matter where they were from how much they saw themselves within Gloria. And I'm I'm happy that I've been able to be that vessel for them to see that. The energy that you have to maintain throughout mm-hmm. the whole show and you're doing it on tour, is the choreography alone enough to, to keep you in good shape or do you have like a regime that you have to keep as well? Well, it definitely is. I mean, Sergio's choreography is, is ridiculous and as you saw, it makes everyone sweat. But I definitely do work out outside of the show just to maintain the stamina, the cardio, a lot of jump roping and running and doing weights and stretching and also, you know, kind of resting and letting my body recover. It's just as important. But yeah, I feel like you can definitely stay in shape just with Sergio's choreography, <laughs> for sure. What's the standout moment in the show for you? Do you have a favorite bit? Mm. I know that's a lame question, but I'm no, always really not. interested to know, like, which bit lights you up. I love the reveal in the beginning. I don't want to say exactly what it is so people come, but... The reveal changing from a young Gloria to an old Gloria is always when those sheets open. I feel like there's such a an energy that is that is put into my body every single night. And I think that that's one of the most beautiful moments where I finally get to see the audience for the first time. 
And then at the end, when I'm, when we pose and we get to break that fourth wall completely and just get to see people's reactions, it's, it's special. Because we don't get to do that in all the musical theater shows, you know? Of course. We stay within our world. So this show, I get to break it, which is what I've always loved doing, recording music, and then I get to take it back. Do you remember the first time you did it on Broadway? <laughs> what was going through your head in, that, in the moment of the reveal, for instance? There's a photo here of my Broadway debut with everyone around. It's a tradition to take pictures. And it was with the whole cast. I... I always look at it and I think of what I was going through. And I had 21 days with no break to learn Gloria, which was insane because the first week I was learning something totally different. So technically I had 14 days to learn this role, to meet everyone, to get on stage, to do a put-in, and then to do a week and a half of shows as Gloria. That's terrifying. Right, it's terrifying. (laughs) But at the same time, I was just kind of so numb from all of the knowledge that I had to contain that I just remember just letting go and just feeling infinite. And it was a beautiful moment. I try to hold on to that every single show to this day because that moment is one you remember forever, your Broadway debut, your West End debut. I'll never forget that one here. I love hearing about people's like mo- like milestone moments like that because yeah. it's just so like you can almost visualize it. Because you must still be able to see that moment in your head. Yeah, I I do. So many emotions there. I feel like I'll never forget doing the the show in the Coliseum for the first time. And I tried so hard to hold back when singing Coming Out of the Dark because it's that emotion that you have to kind of put into it. But I couldn't get lost in it. I was like, oh my God, I'm here in London in one of the largest theaters in the entire country um, getting to live this dream as, as an American um, it was, I'll never forget it. It's heavy. It, was, it was heavy and it was heaven. Heavy heaven. Heavy heaven. <laughs> is what it was. I mean, actually, you're incredibly lucky because not many musical theater performers actually get to play this, this yeah, place. Yeah, I think this it's... is the second summer yeah. that it's not like an opera performing here. I'm, yeah, it's I'm a, very, it's a, very... It's a huge deal. And very it's grateful. also like the most stunning venue, oh gosh, isn't it's it? beautiful. I still have to go to the front and like re-walk around... But it's gorgeous. Oh, my gosh. I love the detail. It's beautiful. And front of house as well. Like It's so easy to get. It's a maze. Oh, my gosh. It's beautiful. <laughs> Bringing the show to London, it was heavy heaven. From, from an American perspective, do you see the West End and Broadway as quite equal? Or was there a weight to, to coming here? I see it equal in the sense of, of, its, of its status. But I, I find um, a different energy. It's beautiful. I think that here... I think that here it's just different cultures. It's a different vibe. So it's something that's been foreign to me that I wasn't ready for. And in this show, we have 13 different nationalities, so many different kinds of people, and um, they bring something totally different from Broadway. And it's it's only within their culture that they can bring it. You can fake it in the States, but just like the States, West End brings something that, that you know is hard to be brought from Broadway and vice versa. Um, but as far as status, I feel it. I feel it the same. I feel it just as important, just as um, as much of a privilege. I know that so many people in the States would love, would love to make a West End debut or to be parts of shows over here because I've learned so much in the matter of the, of the two months that I've been here. And I know that I'm going to learn so much more. So I'm very, very grateful that I'm able to come out here. 
What's been your favourite discovery in your time in London? Have, has there been anything you didn't lingo. expect? Lingo. <laughs> like the lingo, what you guys like say. It's, okay. It's so different. Have you picked up loads Should of I phrases? Say that? There was one time my friend Ravi was like, oh, don't be, don't be daft. And I was like, what did you call me? <laughs> and he was Have like, oh no, that? no, we don't say daft. Oh my gosh. We don't, we say like... We're like stopping shy or something like that. But you guys are so like the lingo I find so interesting and I try to pick it up. Um, and it's it's really, really cool. I mean, like there's so many things I feel like I didn't understand and I'm learning as I'm living here. So I find that I find that fascinating. Have you discovered anywhere that you didn't know about that? You're like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Westminster Abbey. When I went over there, I thought it was gorgeous. I mean, I feel like there's only a few places where you can read a book and really, you know, see its beauty. But when you just, when you go, it's something totally different. And I now I understand the importance of like real traveling, real travel and how it, it's so important to be cultured in that way. Um, I thought that was gorgeous. Yeah. And then I went to Paris for the first time and saw the Eiffel Tower. I mean, super cliche. But it, it really is breathtaking. You have to do it. It really is breathtaking when you see it in person. And I, that's not that's something that no book can teach you. You're here until the end of August. Yes, August 31st. What's in store post-Coliseum? Any and everything. <laughs> no, okay. um, uh, I'm not sure. I'm very excited for, for upcoming projects. Um, it's going to be very hard to let this go and to... to I don't believe in like sealing the deal or like closing the book forever. But um, it's definitely going to be emotional. I'll probably need a couple weeks to get to get over the emotion of, of what has happened here and what I've done with this show. But first, maybe a little vacation. Yeah. I think that's much deserved. Where, where, <laughs> absolutely. Where do you have in mind? I really want to go to Italy. Okay. I really do. I've never gone. But um, I'm just excited to go to my apartment in New York and to kind of set it up and make it my oasis, my little private home. I haven't had a chance to do that because I've been on the road. So I'm excited to kind of make it home and then go to Italy. <laughs> Vanessa gets her dream place in Manhattan go. at last. See what I'm saying? <laughs> Absolutely. Knowing what you know now, what advice would you give to your younger self? Oh, just relax. <laughs> just relax. I feel like I feel like we stress so much on things that we can't control and then we end up growing up and, and seeing that that wasn't even a big deal whatever it was that you were stressing or thinking that you weren't going to overcome or thinking that you weren't going to achieve, it ended up happening anyway. So just kind of take it day by day and trust. I feel like that's a big thing. Um, Trust in your destiny, trust in what, what it is that you are going to do because you're going to realize years later that it ended up happening, if not a better way than what you wanted it to happen. So um, yeah, just kind of relax and enjoy the ride and make mistakes and learn from them and grow and keep it keep it pushing keep it moving <laughs> thank you so much for making the time to talk to no, me no thank you for having me this was so fun oh it's a pleasure come back anytime yeah. i mean we're in your dressing room but you know what i mean <laughs> no you're good you're welcome anytime oh thank you so much thank you mikey you can see christy and on your feet at the london coliseum until the 31st of august If you want to find out which stage door we're going through next time, just subscribe to Backstage With on your usual podcast app. And while you're there, I know I say it every time, but if you enjoy the podcast, then please do leave a rating and a review wherever you may be listening to this. I'll be back next week with a guest who has a little heaven on his mind. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 